0: welcome back to breathing new life a podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal past present and future I'm one of your hosts Jeremy and I'm your other host, Tom. And today we've got a couple things on the agenda. Uh, a couple new releases that we're going to be diving into. We're going to be discussing uh, the new release from Seven Dust, Truth Killer, as well as Zone Zero. They had an EP out called The Chaos Theory, and touch upon a few other things that have recently come out in the news regarding new metal. Uh, but first off, Tom, like, how you been, man? Happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, what's new with you? Um.
1: God, what is new with me? Um, shit, I don't know, dude, man. I've been just trying to take care of shit and uh like, I mean, with a lot of people, I'm sure you know. There's been they've had their their debts and all that stuff and shit. They've been trying to get over, you know, get over, come stepping it over for basically the last three years, whatever. And I'm just like, I've been doing my bills and like going through my shit. i just like, oh shit, I'm almost done with my car loan here. I got there another. You go little loan I'm taking care of. It's almost over by the end of the year. I'm back on track with some other shit. I'm just like, oh yeah. So I mean, it's just like, that's the only thing I'm really like looking, uh, kind of happy about looking at things lately and just kind of getting things, uh, in order and, and sorted out there and just like, Ooh, you know, that's gaining a little bit of that, uh, financial freedom again. So that's, that's always good. Something to talk about, but Hey, you know, that's kind of just like, Adultish bullshit, you know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll tell you, man, that's one of like the greatest feelings is like when you make that last car payment. And then I'm one of those where like once I've done that, I want to keep that car until like it literally falls apart. Because not yeah. having a car payment, it's a game changer, man. It really is.
1: I mean, one of the worst parts is like the way things have been, like uh, how much you know things are kind of like piled up. Like, yeah, you, you know, you have your car payments, but then you got to take care of other stuff. And but then like when you have those car payments gone, it's like. You have that much extra money to start putting towards emergencies with your car. You know, with your car's going to have <laughs> which was part of the problem I had last year in my life. You know, uh, it was just, I had so many car problems and just like I didn't have quite enough money to take care of it as quickly as I would have just because of all the bills. I'm just right. like, so now like you take care of like one of these loans and if that's not no longer outstanding. That's, you know, for, that's money you can use to allocate towards. Either paying off other shit down, or you know you can use it to have set aside to take care of when shit goes wrong on you know a exactly. that car that's your your that's getting older and you know all that shit anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's like literally about the only thing that's kind of uh been a little bit up for me. Um, just working you know regular life, I guess. Yeah. Not much, not much otherwise. Right on, man. Anything uh, you you need to sh- you'd like to share?
0: uh i mean fortunately for my area we avoided a, a hurricane yeah oh, yeah the, whole, yeah, it, yeah, it the hit hurricane more, though
1: just just passed through
0: yeah so i mean it hit up the uh the panhandle pretty bad unfortunately but uh we were we were pretty much spared from it but now the i just saw this morning there's another one they're saying it's got potential to be a category three and i looked at all the projection models and it's like gearing right towards us so i'm like oh that's great you know so we will see how that goes. But uh yeah, but other than that, man, yeah, just um enjoying the long weekend. Uh went to a friend's barbecue yesterday, gonna go over to my sister-in-law's and her and her uh brother or excuse me, husband's parents' house. They're <laughs> kind of doing like the same thing. So just you know, mm-hmm. the whole grilling pool. Yeah. So that'd be nice. Yeah. So but um yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, dude. So How about we just go ahead and just dive right in um we're going to be talking about seven dust's latest release again it's truth killer um this album came out just recently so we're recording here early september um came out uh july 28th 12 songs and um it was it was an interesting listen i will say just before right off the bat it had an interesting mix um I guess let's go ahead and just start off. What do you think were some high points of the album or, or any favorite songs um, within truth killer?
1: I hate to say it, but for the most part, the album was pretty middling. It was mm-hmm. pretty just straight and narrow. I don't know. Nothing really stood out. The only one that kind of stood out, I think was like the beginning of um, love and hate, the second to last track on the album. It picked up a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. There. Uh, I thought that was nice but for the most part it just seems like a seven dust not taking any chances let's just we make some good songs and put it on an album type of deal i mean i've said this before right like i said this when mm-hmm. we we're just talking about their, their 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 discography and uh the song that they released for the from this album with the video that they made i believe yeah yeah just nothing really stood out it's just seven dust being seven dust making stuff that I I, had, I I hate to say, it just can be put on the radio easily and nobody's going to sit there and complain about it necessarily. I mean, there are only going to be people like me who sit there and say, it's, it's just Seven Dust again. But that's, it's it, I, I hate to, to, to sound like even anywhere negative about an album that's just good, but it's just so, at the same time, so just being Seven Dust.
0: Yeah. I, I think that they took some chances on this, but it's more of like the... I don't want to say like experimental, like and and I'm just speaking as far as what seven dust has done in the past uh, just to open the album with I might let the devil win. I thought that was a very interesting choice to open an album because it, it and it's probably by far one of the most different um, seven dust songs that I've heard. It, it, it's kind of slow. It, it doesn't even really sound like them because um, usually, in my opinion, if you want to open up an album, you want to like have one of your bangers like like something like all right like this is the beginning we're going to kick it off with this so i thought that was an interesting choice to open that up
1: we need hot um, open but yeah <laughs> that was a pretty that was not very hot i mean i mean granted hell is hot and he's talking about the devil but otherwise uh sound wise no it did not st- set my freaking you know earbuds on fire so
0: right yeah and, and that was interesting too with with the a couple of the song titles I noticed you have Devil Let Me Win or I might let the devil win. Excuse me. Holy Water, Leave Hell Behind. And I'm thinking to myself, is there some kind of theme with this? And and to be honest, I mean, I've listened to the album a couple of times. I haven't really dove into the lyrics, but I just wondered if, if there was a theme to this, which, you know, that's always interesting when bands do that. But overall, it, it, it's more I'm kind of with you. The. Overall feel this album is kind of status quo. 7Dust has had their niche. They've stuck with it. It works. Like you're saying, there, there's definitely some songs that throw up on the radio. No one's going to question it. I, I definitely agree with that. There were some times where they had some elements here and there of earlier kind of um, a little bit of home animosity. There was one song where I, I think it was the last one. It was It was Fence, where it's it's got some it's got some grit to it and i felt like it was a mix of their first album with more of modern seven does so they kind of had some elements in there i like no revolution i thought that one was pretty good it had the classic heavy chunky you know sound come out of the guitars like like real heavy riffs i i liked no revolution was really good uh, and then Won't Stop the Bleeding, I thought the opening rift, that kind of reminded me of, like, the home Animosity era. I, I thought that was a pretty solid track. And then with Truth Killer Breakdown's really good. It, it's already one of their singles. I, I thought that was a... You know, and it's a standard 7-us song, but uh, this the, the Breakdown was pretty heavy. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty decent one. So those were the ones that kind of stood out to me. But, yeah, it just... It's mostly playing it safe. they they've tried a couple different things. Uh, I would say it's it's probably like a solid c plus if I had to grade it, you know c plus b minus. I mean it wasn't bad it it, it I, I just don't think, and it's nothing against the band because obviously I, I do love seven dust. Uh, in, uh, I've always said this in, in one of my in my opinion, one of the best live bands out there. but I don't think they're ever going to have an album for me personally to where I'm going to be like wow this rivals like the earlier stuff and could be better. I I don't know if that's ever going to happen.
1: That is something that's kind of I guess to say disappointing as a as a fan of the earlier stuff. They're not like taking chances in their sound, they're not taking chances in their in really anything even like their stances or anything. I mean everything's just very personal life mm. like allegory for some you know, thing going on with their life type of deal, and it's just very you know- sa- played safe i guess in a way I don't know it sounds like it but and i like i hate saying this because there's no disrespect to like like John or Seven dust or anything like that about their songwriting or anything like that mm-hmm. it's just nothing just stands out with with their with with a lot of their latest stuff. I would just like to see them one more time just take a chance because i they 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 have such um they they have such a a foundation for their career that they, they should be able to take chances and they should be able to be like, okay, let's do something that the fans wouldn't expect. I'm not saying they got to be fucking like having violent J on there or some weird shit like that.
0: But I'm just <laughs> like, God, that'd be weird.
1: <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like, I'm just like, they, 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 they like it's something about it. Just, they just gotta have a little, they gotta have a little bit of like, I don't know, for lack of a better way to put an attitude to it or some shit like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's really tough to put into words for me. But you know, I always talk about the word grit and all that stuff. Like, it, it, it's not even it's not even grit because I I think that they don't need that. They just need something that pushes them a little bit again. That's that's what they need. They just need to push a little bit. They just need to go a little bit beyond what they've always done and not play it safe. I'm not saying they have to do this for a whole album or anything like that. You know, just do something that kind of pushes their sound again and everything like that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the best way I can put it. It just sometimes just take a chance, do something like try to try and draw from the energy of your first album somehow, and and be aggressive and don't. I mean, I mean, I can understand. You know, it's it's a little bit difficult for maybe like vocals or some something like that. Uh huh. But it's like just you, you, we're not. I'm not asking you to do a whole album like this guy push it just like one or two, uh, one or two songs. You can play the rest of the album safe. I don't care. Just, just take chances again. Just push, put yourself out there. Like you, like you did with that first album. Right. I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I, I feel about it. You know, I'm like my girlfriend actually got to uh go to a meeting greet with, with seven dust.
0: Yeah. Uh, nice. At the rave
1: not too long ago. And, um, well, it was kind of funny. He was actually asking her, my girlfriend um, has, um my girlfriend has, his braids and everything like that. And LaJar was actually asking her like, Oh, who'd you go to for this and all that stuff. And he was trying to get the, the information for the lead that my girlfriend went to for this stuff and everything like that. So like, it was kind of funny doing that at the meeting greet, but like, um, the, somebody running the meeting greet, uh, you know, whatever was trying to push everybody through and, and she was getting upset that, you know, my girlfriend was, was, was saying there talking to LaJar and LaJar like was all annoyed of like at the purse that whoever the organizing it is just, like i'm talking to this right you know, this fan here about something so it's, it was his choice so kind of a funny little story there but yeah just she got to uh have me greet and um also get to uh i was gonna say also uh you know get the picture all that stuff she she got to stay for a little bit for the show but she had to leave she had to dip out earlier already she she couldn't be staying around too much or whatever so it happens
0: yeah No, and and that's awesome to hear because I've had experiences, fortunately, playing a couple times with the guys. Uh, There was an Uproar tour where I think it was about like 2012 or 2011 where local bands would submit, and then it was a mix of just fan votes and industry votes, and there were regions. In New Era, we won the Southeast region, got to play down in Tampa, and that's where we got to hang out with 7us. But before then, years back... They had uh, an album released, uh, I think it was of Hope and Anguish, if if I remember correctly, but they had like a meet and greet signing. A- and that's exactly has always been my experiences with them, is that they take the time to talk to their fans. It's not kind of like sign, shake hand, say two things, picture, and then move you along. Like they will, they actually have like genuine conversations with their fans. So I've always, I've always had, you know, I've always put them in very high regard. Um, not only just musicians, and and they've just man, like you want to talk about a hardworking band. These guys have lived on the road for decades, you know, and 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 you can tell that they really put everything into their music. Like you know, they do work hard, they bust their ass, and and they're great to fans. So that's why it's like you know, not not trying to trash Seven Dust, but I you know, um, yeah, just 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 with the newer music, I'm I'm kind of with you. It's just I want to kind of see like a little bit of different stuff. Uh, but there was an interview, you know, speaking as far as playing it safe, getting older, LeJon there was an interview with Heavy New York, and this is from blabbermouth.net, where he was quoted just kind of saying, no, like, you know, we're 7,000 years old, we don't have to be the heaviest band in the world, we've grown, we have kids, life changes, so maybe in just that quote alone, it's just kind of like, you know what, like, we're just going to do whatever the hell we want, and it's probably the tail end of their career. so maybe maybe they just they're content with what they're doing. They don't want to take chances. And you know, given the fact that they've been doing it so long, that's that's fine. but um maybe maybe that's just where they're at, you know, as far as headspace is concerned,
1: yeah, i I get that. I mean, everybody gets older. everybody gets tired of doing things like this. I just think that Subdust is a band that could take some chances without with, without like really losing to it. I mean, they, I can't see them going so overboard that they right. would lose fandom over it, but there's nothing where it stopped, where it should be stopping them from going a little bit more aggressive again, going a little bit harder on some stuff again. They, they could totally do it. They, they don't have to be, don't have to make their album so cookie cutter from one to the next. Yeah. They, they really could take those chances and still they, they've, they've got such a, like I said, such a foundation of a fan base and everything like that. I think a lot of people are probably a lot like me and would probably still kill for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just to hear Seven Dust be just a little bit harder again. Just pull out the energy and pull out that attitude again, just a little bit. Yeah. Don't have to go full board, just bring it out again.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hear you on that. Yeah. So uh, moving on from Seven Dust, uh, there was Zone Zero's EP. And that just came out, um, actually, I believe last week, it was August 25th. It's the Chaos Theory EP, five songs. Uh, Me, personally, I've only heard about one or two singles from this band, uh, which I thought were pretty good. So it was enough for me to say, all right, let's, you know, I was talking to you about it. I'm like, let's just give this a shot. Right off the bat, man, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's only five songs, but to me, this... I, I don't know, like it just the heavy parts were really heavy. The melodic parts, there's even parts where it, it, it felt and, and this is in no way like a, a slight to them, but like the melodic parts or certain of, of the of the choruses was almost like I don't wanna say radio rock, but like very um accessible. It, it it's very uh like kind of towards mainstream, but like just in my opinion, they blended it so well and a vocalist uh for For Zone Zero, man, I just I love the hooks on on all five songs. I just I I think he he's got great melody, great approach to all the choruses, um, very clean, slick production with the vocals. And they just they really showcase that they can kind of go all over the spectrum of kind of more catchier um you know rock to just straight up if they want to be heavy like these guys can can bring it as well um there's even some like 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 really killer double kick on the drums um and i i would say like uh because parasite is the one that they've really been pushing they have a music video for that i thought that was i thought that was a solid one i mean i I like all the songs Chaos, chaos theory was like a really heavy track yeah i just i was very impressed and and i really like this release so what what were your thoughts on it
1: i thought it was good honestly i had, had not much that i can add to what you said it's one of the songs i think the first song i was listening to might have been parasite and that one i one of the songs didn't really have a whole lot of like harsh vocals or anything like that It was mm-hmm. mostly clean and but then because uh, so and then when i'm listening to that and that being the first song i'm listening to and after Basically, just good off of listening to Seven Deaths. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> what's what's going to what's this really going to be like overall? But right. I heard. um Let's see, I got I got my playlist because I, I I just you know put them on my phone in whatever order. Then the next one that came that I listened to was Come Clean, and yeah. that one you know that one actually included the harsh vocals again and everything. like That and I'm just like, wow, you know, it was a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air compared to. Yeah, uh, listening through seven deaths and everything like that mm-hmm. and i always enjoy those kind of two different those different styles of vocals in in a song at the same time you know some kind of screaming or harsh vocals and cleans are cl- they're proper clean they're proper you know melodic vocals yes. and everything like that they're not just they're they're, they're not like you know i love they're, they're like whiny emo pop stuff or something <laughs> like that like <laughs> i i right I, that that's like the thing where like I like metalcore bands that do that, but then there's bands that do that, and I don't like the clean vocals because that's a the clean vocals are in some kind of style that I don't enjoy. Yes, this was this was done well, you know, and especially when it's also a new metal style s- sound that actually really does it well. It really kicks ass. I enjoy that. It's, it's it's great, and I I can't really pick out any particular song that I like other than more than anything else. Other than I can say you know, "Parasite" being a lot more. Uh, other than Parasite being a lot more all around cleaner vocals, no, no really harsh vocals in there or aggressive vocals, whatsoever, whatever, everything like overall, took actually a very really good, you know, five song EP, which is actually really good because I like things in like shorter chunks nowadays. I think mm-hmm. that's good. I think like EPs, I think if bands just kind of released a few songs every once in a while, I think that's a little bit better format these days because I think it's a lot more fitting with like, the short attention span that pretty much social media is giving right. us all. Like l- like putting out a whole album, everybody's going to forget about it in a month. Put out a few songs here and there over the course of a year, and you're keeping your your name and your face and, and everything like that in everybody's ear holes. You know, as long as they're obviously good songs and everything like that, but I think that's kind of like the thing where it fits, where, okay, it's good to hear just like a five-song EP on something like that and not have too much digest and then just... You know, you get through it, and you're never like really listening to it, hardly ever again, unless something really sticks out. But like, get 11 songs, and you'll like three songs on it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's that that's the kind of one thing that sucks. But then you get five song EP, and all of them are pretty good. Well, that's you know a little bit more digestible and everything like that. Something that you can actually like kind of chew on for a lot longer. I'm using right. a lot of eating, a lot of eating analogs <laughs> here, but it, it yeah. works. It works. It fits. It fits what I'm trying to talk about. Right, here. Right. I mean, maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, And I think it's it's to the advantage of bands now too, where there's not that pressure to, okay, if we're going to release new music, it's got to be 11, 13 songs because now it's five. You can really hone in and try to work on just those songs and focus. It's a lot easier to write five really, really good songs rather than feeling the pressure of like, all right, we got three or four, like you're saying, you know, three or four really, really good songs. We just got to come up with seven more and just just to do that. You don't need to do that anymore. And on top of that, because when it comes to producing, mixing, mastering, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that these guys did it by themselves. I, I didn't honestly look into that. But either way, though, it's just you can spend all that time and energy in just those five songs, make them as good as you can. And that, I think that's going to go a lot further for them and make more of a statement, which I mean, yeah, like I was, I was thoroughly impressed with this EP. It was really good. I was, uh, I, it wasn't that I had low expectations. It just, I I was thinking this has a chance possibly based on the previous songs that I heard, but it, it exceeded my expectations. It was re- really solid EP.
1: Yeah. This kind of falls under the, the, you know, cliche of quality over quantity. Yeah. And I, I think that's really what they, they put out here. And I, I think the the guys did a really good job of just putting out co- quality five piece, uh, you know, five you know piece EP here and and five track EP here. Just, just all good songs. Like I have no problem listening to them. Like Seven Dust's whole album it was all like background noise to me, versus like these five songs were like, okay, I'm really getting into these, you know. And I'm I'm doing I'm listening to this music while I'm doing shit like mowing the lawn and everything. Like right. That. So yeah. <laughs> That's that's this whole thing of like what's going to get your attention away from what else you're doing, what's going to stand out to you and make you grab your attention. And like I just mm-hmm. said, while you're doing something else, you know, while you're on the, while you're in the car driving or whatever, you need something that's going to be catching people and everything, like hooking people or whatever. And yeah. just five good quality songs doesn't feel like it ain't none of the songs felt like the filler. Nothing felt like there was just, you know, not worth putting out there or anything like that. So definitely good guy good job guys i gotta say that you know very very good very good fight sony EP. honestly
0: yeah yeah really good so we'll we'll definitely put up uh their music video on our page after this episode is released so you guys can check it out um we'll, we'll definitely give them some love and tag their name on it so that they know uh but yeah yeah good good stuff for sure so those were our two albums uh that we wanted to kind of review and discuss. Uh, Looking forward to new ones that are coming out soon. Uh, There's a couple, I think, that are coming out towards the end of the year. But once that happens, obviously, we'll we'll jump on it, give it a listen, and let you guys know what we think. Uh, But changing gears here, uh, you found some interesting articles, which I I did read as well, but I forgot. So I'm glad that you brought this up again uh, in regards to Fear Factory. So do you want to kind of dive in on that?
1: So Dino has been interviewed on was it Heavy New York, I believe it was, and a couple of uh, the metal news sites have uh, posted about it. And it talks about a lot about how Fear Factory like basically wasn't new metal, but I don't know how to how to really like really lead into this that well, but a lot of like like I guess one of the articles I will just say, should Fear Factory have leaned harder into the new to new metal and Dino weighs in on that whole topic. One of the things that they too talk about was they're just like I was talking about with um, zone zero, like the mix of the harsh and the, and the melodic vocals and everything like that. And he talked about how that was kind of like, well, one of the things he said, one of the, maybe some of the genres don't even know where it came from because they might have been listening to kill switch engage and you know kill switch engage was kind of more the formula of the vocals. Was very much inspired by Fear Factory, mm-hmm. so it's talking about like how Fear Factory's vocal stylings might have inspired bands that did a lot of that harsh and melodic vocal uh, trade-off in their songs. There was another part I read where it kind of discussed Fear Factory's being more of a groove metal band and more like, say, you know, Pantera, and that. That kind of goes into like how I always felt a lot of new metal like that weren't new metal bands that weren't trying to be leaning more on the hip hop side, but they were leaning more on the kind of like alt-rock side. Mm-hmm. They were being a little bit more, you know, alt-rock, alt-metal type of bands, and they were being more influenced by some of the groove metal bands of the early 90s. And like I get that because They they list list Pantera as one of the bands to be compared to, I guess, in a way, in that article. And that makes a lot of sense, because Pantera did influence a lot of musicians, period. I mean, whatever, a lot of heavy musicians are influenced by Pantera. They were one of the biggest, still are basically one of the biggest metal bands in the world. It's no surprise that they're compared to or say that people have taken influences in new metal. There is a lot of groove. Rhythms in new metal, there's you know bouncy riffs and all that stuff. People talk about that a lot. with when it comes to new metal, kind of even with some of the more hip hop influenced new metal, mm-hmm. it, it, it's there. There's just a lot of groove and bounce and whatnot. And and Fear Factor has a lot of that same shit. Also, I mean, listen to freaking Obsolete and shit like that. That that album is full of them. And it's like it's so weird because there's so much debate over whether or not new Fear Factor is even new metal. And it's been like one of those things I think I just mentioned earlier, like it's been one of those things that were have been debated for like pretty much 25 years is Fear Factory new metal. People will say yes. Other people will say no. And I will, my biggest thing, this whole topic, whatever, just my own stance is that regardless of whether or not you truly feel Fear Factory is new metal or not, Fear Factory has its place within the stature of new metal. It is there and it had its influence. It's had its recognition because of the new metal like explosion or whatever you want to say no. that it was of the late nineties. It's I don't think Fear Practic would be as recognized. Not saying that they don't deserve other recognition well, but they would not be as recognized as the band that they are if it wasn't for bands like Corn and shit like that too. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like it it I just think that Fear Factory owes some of their status in life to New Metal in general. Like yeah. You just it, can't sit there. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm just saying you just sit, you can't just sit there and deny what New Metal has influence with Fear Factory and vice versa. Period.
0: Yeah, and, and I think just from reading the articles, I mean obviously you're saying that yeah, I guess he wished they kind of leaned into it a little bit more. Um, and with fear factory, he made a good point in the article where sometimes like he's, they're, they're too heavy for new metal, but not metal enough for metal. <laughs> so it's like, they're kind of like stuck in, in a hard place there. But you know, the one thing that really separated them was all the syncopated, you know, kick and the guitars were just like very technical and precise where, it was a little bit like like tighter. It wasn't like loose. But they were still able to have groove though at times. So I think that's what kind of set them apart. But not only just from new metal. I would say from a lot of bands. There, there was, yeah, there's some other metal bands that kind of have like that style. But they, I think they, that's what kind of helped them just stand out, period. Just just as a band overall. But to me, I've always kind of put them in, in the new metal genre. I really have. Uh, just due to... Like you're saying, like there is that groove, yeah. If there's not rap, there's a lot of bands that were inspired, kind of like by the early groove metal in the '90s, and they definitely took that on. Uh, also, for a band that covers cars, I mean, that that new metal bands were always taking a chance and doing some kind of oddball '80s song and turning it, you know, like just adding a little bit of you know oomph to it, and that's what new metal bands did. They they did these cover songs like that. I I don't see a metalcore or a heavy metal band really covering that. I just so so that's another reason why I would say uh, also just the look. I mean, there there is aesthetics to it. Like when they were playing back in the day, they they dressed and looked to me like a new metal band. So it it was just very interesting that he kind of brought that up, which kind of makes sense because new metal's just been all over in the news as far as music publications um, are concerned. So I think it's just one of those things just like kind of looking back and saying, you know, maybe we should have gone a little bit deeper in it. But I don't know. Like, I I, I guess in, in saying that, I don't think that they needed to. I, I think that they were. And and for I mean, it just we we would have these debates, Tom, I'm sure. Like, I mean, there, there's a handful of bands that I'm sure that you and I would would talk about where they're kind of at least on the fence where you may say that they are. I may say that they're not or vice versa. So it's not like Fear Factory It's like the only one where it could be, you, you could look at them in e- either way, but I just think that given their whole body of work, at least in my opinion, they've been new metal uh, to me. You know
1: what's fucking funny too, is I have listened to Doc Coyle. He has his X-Men podcast, not talking mm-hmm. about the, the comic books, but X-Men is in where he takes somebody that was a former member of a band and he interviews them, you know, regarding their, their history and everything like that. And he had Christian from Fear Factory on before, you know, their whole split. And their and Well, maybe it was during or after their split. I don't remember. Oh, I'm guessing, yeah, he was. it was after their split and everything like that. I just have no idea where it was in the legal status because there was a the whole lawsuit going on also as well. Oh, yeah. I have no idea where it was, where it fell in that timeline. But uh, Doc Coyle, you know, straight up asked him, is like, you know, do you think, did you ever think... Fear Factory was new metal, and Christian just straight up said no, and then kind of moved on from that topic. They didn't ever <laughs> debate it or anything like that. So it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's so highly debated that Fear Factory is new metal or not. But my whole thing is that Fear Factory should not deny that they had some place within the influence of new metal, with, with, with or without the, the label, they had a, an influence there. Yes, they were somewhere in that mix, but not really. Whether or not you put them in new metal, I don't give a shit. Because even even in my soul, even my own soul, dude, it's debated whether or not to do well. Because I, I mean, kind of like romstein, Look at Romstein, Romstein's always been, you know, debated about being new metal or not, and everything like that. But they, they, just like I say with with Fear Factory, they are part of that influence. They are part of there because partially because of the time and place, but just the sound and just kind of the generality of new metal in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, no. and, and that's interesting because with romstein, I don't think they're new metal. So you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those bands where again, Fear Factor's is not the only one. There's a couple of like fringe bands where you can go either way, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's just, regardless if, The ultimate verdict is if they're new metal or not, they definitely had a place. They had um, an impact, an influence. I I 100% agree with that. Absolutely. So if anything, they are tied to new metal, at least within that respect. Absolutely. But yeah, very, very interesting article. I thought that was, and it's funny because when I read it, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've always had that conversation. I know I've, I've had other friends out the years too, just you know, kind of like, well, what are they exactly? So that was that was pretty interesting. So also in news, I saw that Taproot played out in your home state of Wisconsin yesterday. They uh-huh. played in uh, Madison, and it was yep. Taste of Madison. Have you ever gone to that? Like, is that like an annual thing, or?
1: Yeah, it's an annual thing. goes on every Labor Day weekend in Madison. And uh, the Madison Radio Rock Station, WJJO, they... It is WJ yeah, it's WJJO. They they put put on a freaking rock show every Labor Day weekend. And let's see, they had this here that I know they had Long Point, they had Taproot, obviously, they had mm-hmm. uh Gemini Syndrome and Lonely Ones, which was a band they, they I forgot what the band was that before they changed their names. And was that Boba Flex, maybe before Lonely Ones? I don't remember. But yeah, just I've never been there for taste of Madison. I mean, I've been out to Madison plenty of times. It's it's a little under two hour drive for me, and um, yeah, about an hour forty five minutes or so. And it it's not a horrible drive to go out there and back. It's just this has been a hot weekend, and I I don't think either of us were up to it. My girlfriend had um a thing going on on, on Saturday night, and she talked about going out to there. And Sunday, I'm just like, I don't think you know either of us are really up to it now. Like. Do we really want to go out there and deal with the heat and, and drive out there and back? And I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't worth <laughs> it. But we wouldn't have been able to stay for that because we would wanted to leave early enough to get out of that place. I mean, like, you should see pictures of the state building and I don't even know what's called exactly. But is Nashville it like state the Capitol building? Because
0: I, I did see a yeah. picture. It's cool looking, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, like, all of that, I mean, all of that is fucking full of people and all that shit for our fucking rock show. It's, Hell yeah. It looks crazy. It looks interesting and everything like that but yeah that's every year like that i have playing you know, a other like local music friends i have played that stage and it was like that Played that show so yeah, a lot of them you know talk about their experiences with that so yeah that's uh that's that was i don't know i i did not get to see it, unfortunately then i go out to see it and uh i don't have any other thing to comment on it other than what uh else you put down here
0: yeah, no, basically, I just want I just noticed because obviously I'm a, you know, I, I love me some taproot, but uh, they just released a newer song called Favorite Song featuring Elias from uh, Nonpoint. And I saw some of the video. It sounded really good. And what I love about it is that they were wearing all white. It just took me back to 2001 Ozfest. I'm like, yeah, man, like they're 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 really embracing kind of just like the retro feel, the, you know, um, just like the when they came out like the shit. gift yes the, the the gift era nostalgia so obviously bonus points for that so i was i was like really jazzed to see that and uh i thought it was cool that they just released a song and then they were able to have elias they just happened to be playing the same show so we got to do guest vocals on that um <clears throat> i checked out the song a couple of days ago um, And it's not bad like it, it they definitely like he's bringing back because he's I think he writes pretty much all the, gu- the guitar parts or actually yeah no he did that's right there was an article. So for the scissors album, it was initially supposed to be released as just kind of like his solo project. But then he started talking to some of the guys and they wanted to reunite. And they're saying, well, why can't we just release this under the tappert name if we're all going to play, you know, it's like, yeah, you wrote the songs. He's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's just do that then. We'll just call the album "Scissors." So, yeah, it's it's not a bad song, man. Um, it it's got some cool parts, and and just to kind of hear Elias from Nonpoint on it was was a nice touch. But uh I just saw that they were in Madison. I know that's not too close to you, but I just, um, yeah, I was just kind of curious about uh the taste of Madison and how that is. But it's just. Again, I just I, I, I love it. I love seeing, you know, you have Nonpoint and Taproot and again, just nostalgia and all the good feels with it. I just thought it was really cool. Just want to kind of bring it up that um, it was just it was like really awesome to see. But yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, favorite song is name of the latest Taproot track. So I, I definitely just uh, recommend checking that out. They're going to have more stuff coming out, as we know, like just bands leak out singles every Couple of weeks or, you know, every other month or something. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's all. I just wanted to kind of touch on that real quick.
1: But, um, the only other thing, uh, like, cause this just like literally happened today, talk about, um, this Steve, Steve Harwell. He was the original singer of Smash Mouth. You know, they're, they're known for things like obviously their big hit All Star. And they did a uh, like, couple of covers like, uh, Walking on the Sun was a big one. And, and, uh, now I'm Believer. Those are a couple of covers that were pretty big from them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just Steve uh, Harwell unfortunately passed away today. Kind of not the most, you know, not really new new metal or anything like that, but just he was, there was just smash mouth there. Fucking 90s kids, you know, staple and everything like that. So yeah. uh, rest in peace. Unfortunately, uh, seems like it just was uh, medical complications due to a history of, um, of alcohol abuse and everything like that, unfortunately and uh yeah just started to hear this literally just is like happening before we we were recording i just kind of want to say you know rest in peace uh it was smash mouth man they they were they were a huge deal and uh the band is still around it's just he basically retired from music back in 2021 and they're they're still continuing with a new with a new senior right now so but you know rest in peace steve Harwell.
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean 56 man that's just way too young so yeah, you had him, you had Jimmy Buffett, just uh I mean obviously it's it's never never good to hear, but yeah, it is it is just sad that you know apparently he had a drinking problem. Yeah, just just unfortunate news. And then um also I, I put on our our show notes here. Uh me personally, there was somebody I knew from the local scene, uh JD. He passed away. I mean he's he was young too. I'm 42. I think he was 45, maybe 46, but again, always horrible to hear. But especially when you know somebody and uh, the story with him, with me personally, when I was living in Colorado, even before I was planning on moving to Orlando with the band, there was GarageBand.com. You remember that website, right? Vaguely, yes. Oh, vaguely. Okay, I I loved it because for those who don't know, GarageBand. This is right when I'm talking about like 2003, 2004. So MySpace was just starting to become a thing. You didn't have a whole lot of quote unquote social media. I don't even know if we knew that term back then. But GarageBand was a spot where all unsigned artists can go on there, create your own page. You would upload your songs, have your bio, pictures. And when you put up your songs you can have a- anybody that listens to it can rate it you can put feedback uh whether it's just you answer some questions or give like a number rating and then there's a comment box uh when i was in unsaid that was really cool because then you get you know you get honest and fair criticism and of course sometimes people just be really mean about it but hey when you put out your music you have to just you got to take the good with the bad you know um So anyway, I was looking at the alternative metal charts and I believe they were number one and they might have stayed number one, number one or number two, because the first two spots were both bands from Orlando, which I was like, okay. Uh, but it was a band called In This Day. And I just it was one of those songs that immediately just hooked me and I ended up just following these guys and bought their album and just really just was impressed and really loved jd's vocals and his songwriting i mean the guy was talented beyond belief uh hooks for days really just and he's done everything he's he's done death metal he's done new metal he's done rock i mean like he he kind of touched several different things but just solid voice does the cleans the harshes and um just to me personally was was a big influence on me i just really loved how he approached songwriting and and how he you know lyrics and and how he just came up with just these killer hooks um so you know, fast forward a little bit into the future, not even maybe a year later, I meet with the guys with Unsaid and we're going to Orlando. And next thing you know, we get to play shows with these guys. I've got to know them. I've been to parties with them before. Uh, we were never best of friends or anything, but we were solid acquaintances and we, we had respect. I mean, I just sadly enough, I just saw him last December when another uh, vocalist from the local scene, he sadly passed away um, due to cancer. And we were talking and we were just kind of just talking about the good old days you know and it's just it's just sad that we're slowly starting to become this phase of our life where you know we're, we're it just it, it's a likelier chance that people unfortunately are going to pass away yeah yeah we were just talking just you know not even less than a year ago and and we just found out uh from his son he, he put up a post and he was just saying that you know he passed away into sleep i don't know what the what the exact issue was, which I'm not going to dive into that. You know, if if they want to release it, that's fine. But I just want to kind of just kind of talk about him. Uh, give, give a chance just to talk about him and just just say that he's going to be missed. Uh, he made amazing music. And um, I was going to say instead of well, I guess it may be a blind listen for you because um, I don't believe I've ever shown you in this day. Or are you familiar with it? They, they haven't been around for like years, but it, did you ever hear of a band called in this day?
1: You know, it sounds so familiar, but, like, there's bands, like, in this moment and other, you know, Data Remember and all this stuff like that. So it could be just because it sounds so familiar to other band names, right. unfortunately. But yeah, uh, I can't say. Uh, I, I mean, maybe I have. I have no idea. I've, I've come across so many different random bands over time. And, you know, this is, I mean, there was, this is in more of the new metal style
0: yeah 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 um in this day was was a definitely like kind of a new it's interesting when you listen to their album 742 It it's great because it goes in several different directions it's mostly in like the new metal slash alternative metal vein but there's even songs where there's like and i'm not saying this in a bad way but like there's like a slower song where it's it's almost leaning towards emo, but it's not like the annoying, whiny emo. It's just it, it's got a feel of that. You have more um, just straight up metal, you have alternative rock and then new metal, and you blend it all together. And I'm just saying it's not just this one song that we're gonna play, but um, just just throughout the whole album. So it, it, it's I still love that album to this day. It's really good. but yeah, they were definitely more, you know, like of uh, the new metal sound. But yeah, we're, uh, I was going to say, we, for the blind listen, because, yeah, you haven't heard of it, uh, we'll play Sirens. So uh, let me go ahead and say, or no, we got done the show notes, right?
1: Yeah, I got load it loaded up on YouTube already.
0: All right, awesome. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and play Sirens, guys, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, man, that was in this day. So that was uh they were around in the early two thousands, and okay. they uh they were around to about maybe two thousand six ish or so. So it's it's been a minute, but yeah, I wanted, like I said, I just wanted to kind of put that out there in honor of them.
1: Yeah, right on. Nice, nice little tribute for you know your for your friend in the local scene and everything like that. And honestly, it's uh, it's kind of nice because it is very very reminiscent of that early two thousands alt metal. Yeah, uh, I. No, That's good,
0: honestly. Yeah, yeah. I I recommend I'll, I'll have to show you some other I can definitely see I can definitely see why you
1: would like a like type of deal and everything like that, knowing your taste and everything like that definitely definitely makes sense. And um awesome that you we got to know this person and everything like that too. So um and rest in peace to your friend there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So all righty, man. Yeah. Well, uh I, I think that wraps up another episode unless you got anything else. I don't know. Do you um
1: do you want to hear my my new favorite thing lately?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's that? Uh, one sec. Uh, okay. One sec-
1: I'm going to put it uh, in the vote.
0: Oh, boy. What do you got, man?
1: Come on. I'm trying to find it on YouTube real quick. Okay. I Put it in the Chinook tier.
0: All right. What do we have here? All right. Now, now before we even start this, I, I have questions. So. <laughs> and and, and, and if, if you want this to be more of a surprise, then that's absolutely fine. But okay, so you gave me a link. It says Kyle Gordon, Planet of the Bass, featuring DJ Crazy Times and Miss Bill Electronica. I'm just yep, yep. kind of curious, why, why am I going to watch this? <laughs> uh, I just... Just give it a listen. How about that? Okay, okay. All right, guys, here we go. It's Kyle Gordon, Planet of the Base. Let's see what this is all about. men are my favorite guy that's hilarious oh man that was fantastic dude <laughs> hilarious so yeah. all right uh, so i guess you could well, say you, i
1: want to hear you describe this because you hear you describe it as a first time viewer
0: oh man it was it was hilarious so it, it's kind of like this like late 90s early 2000s euro pop euro dance kind of song and at first i couldn't tell him, like is this serious or not? So I'm pretty sure that like they're just they're just doing this on purpose to be funny because it's kind of like a Eastern European duo and they don't quite have the master of the English language. They know how to say English words, but they don't know how to put it all together, grammatically speaking. So... um Yeah, that was just so funny. It just like the lyrics. It just got more and more ridiculous. You know, I am alone tonight. Are you woman, man? Or something like that. And she's like, yes, (laughs) I want sex. All right, goodbye. I was like, what? It just, it gets more random and just out there. Like the longer it goes on. I was like, man, this is fantastic. That's really funny. So how'd you, how'd you find this?
1: So this is, this was a those shorts, like TikTok videos that get posted and shared to, to Facebook and shit like that. So comedian Kyle Gordon, and he made this. I mean, it's a he made a whole song, or whatever. But he posted a short, and uh, it's basically the chorus and that first like long verse where he, that rap that he does in there. Yeah, and it's it, it just it was super fucking viral and shit like that. And it's then they made a, like a legitimate video for it, and I just that's what I shared with you. Uh, the, the song's called "Planet of the Bass," and he plays a character called DJ Crazy Times, and he's got. <laughs> the The female singer, Miss Biana Electronica, and like the, the, unfortunately the the woman in the video is not the one singing, which is actually kind of funny because oh really oh this, this whole thing this whole thing is this whole thing is like a parody of like like nineties euro dance tropes and shit like that and like yeah. I know about that shit I grew up on that shit I mean I, I I yes I love rock and metal but I also like dancing shit and electronic shit like I'm sorry I was like whatever, fucking give me shit for having a very and whatever. Right. Like, I used to play freaking Dance Dance Revolution while I was a teenager and shit like that. And so, like, it, I used to hear this kind of music all the time and this came up and I found this. Topic. I mean, it's 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 so fucking crazy because it's like, it's a parody, but it's fucking slaps. Like, it, it's, it, it's still fucking, <laughs> everything is still there. It's right, still right. like an actual freaking I mean, we talked about, like, other songs that were, like, you know, quote, unquote, made in the style of Slipknot and whatnot, and it was like that. I mean, this kind of been that same vein there. And I was like, I'm sorry, but, it's like, I it, I got stuck in my head for the last few days. I just kind of been sharing it with other people randomly, and it was like that. And it's great to hear and see other people's reactions to it because it's it, – it, the whole thing about it is it fits so well that it, would, like, it sounds like something that was taken, like, from 1997 or something like right, that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was saying. Like, the first, you know, 30, 45 seconds, I'm like, it, are they being serious or is this a parody? But then as it went on, I'm like, okay, this has got to be a joke. But the song, yeah, it's just so well done that if this was on Spotify and the lyrics weren't as outrageous, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this just sounds like a normal yeah. Euro pop song or dance song, yeah.
1: I mean, the, the outrageous lyrics, it's, 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 it's kind of a thing that was kind of true. Like, I mean, there was, like, definitely a lot of, you know, songs where these English wasn't the as accessible of a second language as it is now, and yeah. everything like that. And there's a lot of these songs where the 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 lyrics don't quite make sense in in you know like quite properly. I don't know how to put it. I mean, Flames has songs like that. Like seriously, you listen to some in Flames lyrics. Actually, yeah, there's like, a couple. Yeah, there's like ones like, what are you trying to say? Or listen to fucking Till Linderman try to fucking write an English album. Yeah, it is. It, it is like. It doesn't make sense a whole, uh, very much. I mean, this is this this is kind of in that same thing. But like, yeah, I just I don't know, man. I've been so hooked on that just because I, was, it, I think it, it's well done for something this parody. And the guy wasn't being like wasn't doing it in a way that was like disrespectful or anything like that. The guy was like, yeah, man, I, I list I heard this kind of music growing up and listened to it. I enjoyed it. I want to make my own you know theme, but in a comedic approach. And he did the right. whole broken English yeah. thing and everything like that. And everything was kind of a joke and like. And the video, like so many like '90s and white, y- like there's actually a point where they're, they're 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 pressing buttons on a keypad and it just says Y2K as part of the keys, yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> and then they're like examining Earth, Earth, you know, things like they got like a floppy disk and there's like a fucking dildo in the freaking video, whatever. Oh, like I totally tattoo. missed the like, dildo.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> there's a
1: dildo there. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. But God, it's it's so great. It had, you know the the bad translations like life and never die women are my favorite guy like that was a great freaking track like just somebody posted on on youtube like that's gonna live in my head run free for years or some shit like that it's it's just hilarious oh i don't know man i just i just i just wanted to get some other people's like blind like this is a really blind list of (laughs) where you never heard
0: shit like this before. yeah no that's great i i love i love goofy comedic stuff like that like i'm i always love that shit dude that was no that was really good and I'm kind of glad that, you know, we can end on more of a lighthearted note. So that's yes, exactly, perfect right? timing, dude. I, yeah, like, I think we needed that. So that was, no, oh, dude, <laughs> that was fantastic.
1: All right. I'll try to include a clip. I don't think we'll get too much. Of, I don't know if we'll get any kind of DMC. Yeah. I hope we won't shit, get but, slapped uh,
0: for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah please do though. Still gotta, <laughs> yeah.
1: I got to, I better include some, I better include that fucking rap in there. That's hilarious, dude. I'm going yes. to oh. part of that chorus and that rap, dude. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, I guess uh, that about wraps it up right now. But
0: ending on a high note, man.
1: <laughs> very yes, very good note. Very very funny shit here. All right. So uh, speaking uh, for a breathing new life here, how do we usually end up? like? I just say I'm your host. Like uh, I'm your host, Tom,
0: and I'm Jeremy.
1: And uh, just remember to
0: keep <laughs> it. <laughs> new dude. there it is you see when we have the cameras yeah. on dude it works this is perfect
1: because i know for everybody that, that, that now like you know you hear in the, po- the podcast just audio wise or whatever we actually have been using the cameras again now since we've uh, switched to uh, different um, to a different service for recording our, co- our podcast now so yeah oh
0: boy good job dude all right. righty you guys have a good one yeah. we'll see you next episode
1: <laughs> peace